Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Arello, the Barbarian. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Brendis, the Thief. I'm JD. I'm playing Viatrix, the Fighter. And I'm Ryan, your Dungeon Master. And this is the Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. last thing that we kind of saw was the city in flames and riots breaking out and warriors sneaking into the city from the desert. And as the sun dawns on the next day, the air is kind of full with the that like pile of ash in the air. Whole districts are burning. And I think the camera like zooms into the Goran estate. What are you guys doing in the morning? I'm cooking. Oh, oh, what do you what do you cook? It's everything. I feel like your kitchen here would be like massive and very well stocked, but probably your house servants didn't come into work today, would be my guess. <laughs> Given the whole the city's falling City. apart situation. City's on fire. Yeah. Uh so here's a here's a thing. So in this in this sort of biome, the way that I mean we obviously there's magic, so refrigeration may or may not be a, a secondary thing. But the way things would be packed would be in like spiced things not you come from like a more european area don't you or am i making that up yep so there are things that have been packed probably more in salt i'm curious what you're cooking this is a shit ton of crepes i think fuck yeah i'm sure you have eggs (laughs) yeah eggs are eggs would be a ubiquitous thing yeah yeah and i'm just stuffing it with whatever salted meats and sausages and bacons (laughs) or whatever i can find I have a move to trigger. Oh, you do. That's right. Make it about food. Yeah. Yeah, Arello, on the on the Seath Islands, what would be traditional fare? What's mm. what's a traditional breakfast on the island? Uh, a traditional breakfast would be they use like thinly sliced fish on top of bread uh and they have something akin to like a spicy mustard seed that spreads on top. They they cook the the fish the night before and let it absorb a bunch of weird like pine and just weird weird kind of leafy stuff. Yeah, ooh seaweed, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then they you know they put that on top of just uh, bread in the morning. Traditional thing. You get up early and you you break the fast and then head out to work hard. Uh, Arello does not take partake in the the fish aspect of it as he doesn't eat meat, so he makes his own. Let's say Arello makes his own kind of. Well, I was thinking like a tropical fruit, like thinly sliced like mango. Yeah, let's say thinly sliced mango, and he likes the combination of like sweet and tart coming back off of it by adding adding a couple of what have yous and tasties on top of it. But he he eats it like a child would eat because he's eating this eating the same meal for many 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 years. So he just shoves it in his face and gets on his way. Love it. 
So, you guys are all sitting eating breakfast. I feel like I'm still cooking. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm not going to stop cooking. This is important. <laughs> like, there's way too much food. <laughs> but you guys know that there's no no fight this in for, for a week. It's sort of a week of more, especially at this point, somber celebration. And they also have to make repairs to the arena. So the, the championship bout is in a few days. So you have some time. Brendis, where's your headspace at? I assume that it's very early. My father and I, I don't remember the timetable I gave previously about when we would be burying her, but I'm going to just say now that we buried her, my mother, late last night. In particular, perhaps more hastily than we needed to because of the riots in the streets and we may not have another opportunity. I slept fitfully even then, what little I did. So Brendis himself, I am just staring at the counter and idly chewing whatever food Viatrix puts in front of me, which has been quite a spread so far. Crepes and what fruits we had in store. Dried meats. I imagine you've practically made like a cornucopia with these crepes, like you just put so much crap in them. I mean, yeah, and it's like, here's a here's a bacon crepe, here's a sweet crepe, here's a potato crepe, here's a... just everything. Everything's a crepe. Bye, I think you've cooked enough. The servants aren't coming in. This is really just for us. I'm like shoveling food in my mouth as I'm like stirring something. I'll just, I'll just, um, finish up the, the mix that I have left over. I pour some more on. Hopefully somebody finds it, comes and eats it. Are you not going to eat anything that she's prepared, Orello? No. It is all infused with disgusting flesh. Even the sweet ones, as she called them. I can smell it. They're sickly. Do you not eat fat either? No. What a wasteful people you seem to be. Mm. Probably why you didn't grow very well. Ah! Arillo <laughs> mm. tries to pivot the conversation away from his height or lack thereof. I will sit and eat with you. And he grabs a piece of bread. <laughs> <sighs> Takes it in both hands and munches on it for a second. Now that we commune and feast together, it is your time of mourning, Brindy. You must reflect... Tell me a story of a time that you impressed your mother with a feat of strength or agility or or a great a great zeal of imagination. I appreciate what you're doing, Orello, but that wasn't the sort of relationship my mother and I had. Also, come now, do you think I impressed my mother with a feat of strength? I assumed she assumed you could not barely pick yourself up. Maybe that was a feat to her. <sighs> Viatrix. A story, if this one will be so boring. Jog his memory, maybe, of one of your great deeds so that he may remember one in the assemblage he calls a brain. <laughs> I'm out here like, hit my flag, motherfucker. No, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and Viatrix will finally, like, put out the fire and turns around and sits down with you guys. Mm. Did I tell you, Orello, about yoke pole at the festival? The yoke pole? Mm. So every, every year... At the at the festival in the city, everybody would bring in fresh harvest, and there were always games. So this one, we had uh, an ox yoke hooked up to a wagon. You had to drag it. So plenty of men who thought they were strong would come in and pull it, but I pulled the record. Mm. She goes back to shoveling food in her mouth. 
Oh, this reminds me of a great game we used to play on my island. We called it the ship. So there was this upside down ship and you had to push it from one side of the island to the other. And whoever did it the fastest, they won. And I am, I am very good at that game. I have won it many times. He looks expectantly at Brenda's. <laughs> we should go and talk to Turka Cool today. Just gonna derail this entirely. He like kind of box and scoff. Fine, if you will not entertain us as we have tried to entertain you, we can go talk to your friend, the old flesh eater. Yeah. It is weird that you comport with such strange fellows. He's useful, Orello. He may know who killed my mother. Maybe he will. Never mind. Let us go. Yes, you guys head out into the city. Each of you guys tell me something that lets you know the city is in turmoil. I don't think anybody's begging. There are no beggars on the streets. A lot of people are attempting to resume normalcy, some semblance of it. I assume there's standing guards all over, assuring us that everything is okay. Various raids are on other parts of the city where we're at, but there are no beggars. Rats off a sinking ship, as it were. Mm -hmm. I think the journey takes us a long time because many of the main thoroughfares are that maybe we would try and take have been cordoned off or there are inspections going on for certain people that are random. No, they're just pulling people that look sketchy off to the side, frisking them. And yeah, we try and take some side streets and some side streets are either maybe a building is caved in. So we've had to go, we've had to kind of take a, a lazy route around that was not as direct as we wished it would have been. So I think it is, um, we see the effects like just kind of the edges of the working of mobs so people have taken scapegoats right um, on every side of whatever perceived conflict people think is going on and because things are chaotic no one's like really cleaning up after this so we see those who have been killed by mobs to try and extract like vengeance and right now it's like there's no big groups or the the guards are mostly keeping it under wraps but as we go through these side streets uh we we do see it so yeah as you guys have to make your way down these winding side streets stepping over corpses in the eerie silence uh who's in the lead who's like leading the way through the streets oh that's me brent old brendis you want to give me a, a defy danger plus wisdom eight yeah, you, I think kind of at first, just on the edges of your like your peripheral vision, you catch figures shadowing you as you are moving towards Turk and Cool's abode. As you get closer, they it seems like they're intentionally revealing themselves to you. You can tell the gait, the way they move, that these are elves. Fly, Arello, follow me down this way. I'm going to lead us down a quick side street and then turn around immediately. Okay. All right, I've been trailed pretty poorly before. This is an embarrassment. What do you want? One steps out from the shadows. We have been told to give you passage. You go to speak to Turka Kool, and we intend that you get there. And who are you suggesting will stop us? He He sort of gestures with one hand and a few... 
uh, on like the rooftops around you, you see a few figures stand with bows. We have no intention of stopping you. We intend to make sure you arrive. I understood that. Who do you think is going to stop the son of an adjudicator from making his way across town? Particularly, who's going to think I had anything to do with my mother's death? We're in no danger of being stopped by either the mobs or the protectors of the city. Who would have the audacity to slay an adjudicator in front of a thousand people? What's a symbol that has like meaning between you and Olivara? More than likely, a, some sort of benign hand symbol, a, a certain gesture to make while you're talking that you wouldn't notice. You would think are just regular gesticulations unless you knew what you were looking for. As far as a particular thing, I, I don't know. But like, just a specific hand motion to make. Yeah, as he's talking, you notice that he's doing that same motion, like repeating it. Which I am to understand that this is, she has asked for this. Yeah. Okay. Brendis, we should get moving. You're right, you're right. I suppose you're right, oh masked one. I'll take the protection from audacity, if nothing else. Orello, you're oddly quiet. What's going on? You ready to go? Yes, I'm bored. Fine. Let's go. Yeah, you guys make it the rest of the way to Turkakul's with no incident. You do occasionally catch sight of your shadows, but not for more than a few seconds at a time. You make it to Turkakul's uh, abode. I'm assuming you do knock or you just walk in. Does he have a door? I would either. Oh yeah, you know Turkakul's very paranoid. Fair. No, I don't knock. Tucker Cool, who the hell killed my mother? You barge into the room. You see Tucker Cool's sitting, looking down at his hands in his lap like a schoolboy. And Olivara is leaning against one of the walls, clearly angry. As we like walk into the scene, I'm trying I'm gonna try to scope to see what kind of guards there are and stuff in case this goes bad. Because obviously I also think Tucker Cool is potentially involved. Yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, discern realities. Eleven. Oh, wow. Woo! Nice. Woo. Yeah, ask your questions, or you can you can save them too. Yeah, I'm gonna save them, but at least um, except for probably what should I be on the lookout for. Yeah. So you remember that night when you were drinking with Magnus and you saw the that ghostly visage yep the closer that you get to turkakul's hut you you see more and more of these figures wandering the streets and it's not always people you know oftentimes it's elvish figures in dress that you don't recognize but it's like very fine i think you've seen paintings in the city and like relief carvings of people who are dressed like this, like in long flowing robes. It's just not what elves wear now. Mm. To be a little less obtuse, you're seeing a, a like a, a reflection of history made manifest in the modern times. Right. Am I supposed to think that this is like associated with like or being brought on by Turkakul? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think you can assume that it's that he's maybe drawing him in like a lodestone. Mm thicker around him because he remembers out of character because he's the only one in the city who like actually remembers what it was like back then right cool are there guards in here at the very least 
Alavara has a couple, but they're elves from the city, not elves from the desert. Right. Okay. Cool, cool. I'm going to hang on to my other questions then. Perfect. What, what did you yell when you barged in? Who the hell killed my mother? You see him open his mouth a couple times as he like tries to come up with an answer. I, I don't... Alavara cuts him off. We don't know, and it wasn't us. Humans, we think. On what basis? Not that I don't believe you, but... I have connections among the Adjudicator's guards. They can't beat all the elf out of their chosen. They looked like elves, but f- didn't fight like us. Too, too brutal for what we would have done. I'm going to like lift an eyebrow at Arello. Because I don't think Viatrix believes this, but also she's not going to step in. But I feel like Arello might. <laughs> oh, yes. I've never been privy to an elf slaughtering hundreds of people. No, that's never happened in your twisted, strange history. Why don't you just be straight with us and stop speaking in riddles? I'm being as straight as I can be with you. We don't know. Anyone who's acted rashly recently, a renegade, a splinter, this wasn't part of the plan. The plan. Turkakul starts to speak, and Elvara just points a finger at him, and he, he, like, quiets down. Rashly? Not in the city. That damn prince has been posturing out in the desert for months now, waiting to get in here. This does seem like a... Hang on, Brendis. What plan? And I, like, turn to shift and, like, look full-on at Brendis. Yeah. Arello is as well. What's the plan, Brendy? We've been working together for months now, attempting to free the elves from their bondage. And yesterday, with the bombing and the assassination, it was not supposed to happen. Explain further. We aren't just teaming up in the arena. This is past that now. If you want our help, you need to tell us what's going on. It was supposed to be a heist. Destabilize the town, take a lot of money off the top. Posture with the elves outside the city. This bloodshed, this was never supposed to happen. We thought we could suggest force. What sort of fool doesn't account for casualties? Not to the scale that we got. Not to the sc- These are lives, Brendis. You really are a fool. We forget he's a child. It was more meticulously planned out than you think. It wasn't an accident that it was yesterday, one of the biggest fights. One of the most highly bet-on fights that everybody would be watching. If everybody hadn't attempted to cash out at the last minute. Yeah, well, the plan seems to be going great, doesn't it? No. Yes, The city has slipped into chaos, and now the people at the top will attempt to reestablish order through brute force. Well done, well done. And you two dragging him into this. Elevara smiles a little bit. Well, I wouldn't call what I did dragging him into this. How old are you? Let's just say I'm not quite the oldest person in the room. You should know better. We are not all as blessed as you to bear our weapons so openly. Some of us must wage war by other means. It's not your war I have a problem with. It's dragging someone like him into it. Brenda's standing behind Vi now with his chin firmly on his chest. The great wars. The big wars. 
Those on both sides always wish to take advantage of the feeble-minded, the powerful yet childish, the fanciful. This is the same foolishness I see in every city I visit. Those being taken advantage of because of their feelings. Watch how you speak, Orello. I'm more than capable of accounting for my own doings. I did not place him in chains. You didn't have to. Enough, Orello. They obviously need our help. They need the help of somebody with the connections that I have. They needed somebody in the arena, and that was me. They needed somebody with a connection to the adjudicators, and that was me. This wasn't an accident, Orello. I have not been manipulated to do this. But the plan went awry. Much has gone awry. The lackeys in the palace, the queen, they are no longer the greatest threat. That castle in the sky bodes... Well, I will not trade one tyrant for another. This bloodshed merely quickens whatever else is coming. Did you see it in the streets? The dead walking? You're talking about those ghostly visions, aren't you? The land is remembering, and things may begin to step out of those memories. There is a gate. It must be closed. She looks down at Turkakul. Are you hearing this, old man? Maybe now might be a good time for you to speak. Turkakul looks up at Brindis. The, the blast was not supposed to be so extreme. The blood is on my hands. I am sorry. You'll have plenty more to apologize for, old man, but that we share the blood this day. It was my plan, after all. He nods. The book. I need the book. The damned book. The damned book? The damned book is going to get rid of this tyrant that threatens to kill us all in three days? The damned book will stop what's happening in the city right now? This damned book will bring my mother back? That it cannot do. And I cannot be certain it will do any of those other things. But I do not know that we have any other weapons against... To stop this. If that's all we have, then at least it's something. Let's go get this book. Orello? I will go with you and fetch your book. But know you two. And he draws his big gory axe. Especially you. Flesh eater, that if I find foul play, or if I find that you have woven this child's mind into some knot, that I will cut your head from your neck. You'll have to get in line, Orello. He's mine first if he deceives us. They call me now the Flesh Carver, and I will make a mural out of you two. Come back with the book, and then make your threats, Flesh Carver. I, I narrow my eyes. I think Vi's going to step in and like put a hand on, on Arello's shoulder. I think we're both trying to like push him out of the, the room now. <laughs> trying being the operative one. Oh, no, yeah, this is straight up like you peacocking, like, oh, you want to go now? You want to go now? <laughs> yeah. Alivara follows you out. Oh, I'm going to push the two of them. Well, we're going to push... Uh, Arello out, and I'm immediately turn around and look at Olivaro. Have you been manipulating me this whole time? 
Yeah, there's a, a very pregnant pause. Oh my gosh, uh, she's pregnant? I know, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about like half elves. I don't, I mean, I, I feel like all that much. culturally I'm it's sure not really a we, thing, so it'd be interesting if that's the case here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we, we've talked about like elvish ancestry. Obviously, they can interbreed, but we haven't talked mm, at all about like mm-hmm. how they're seen. Yeah. I mean, do you want to? That's fucking great. What are <laughs> you right. talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. take that. That's easy. Okay. At first, I was. I'm very old, Brindis. Old enough to be your grandmother. To us, those who live such short lives, there's a struggle to see any of you as significant. I still don't know what my feelings towards you are. (laughs) And uh, she touches the side of your face and smiles, but the one growing inside me will have your eyes. And that makes you no longer insignificant. Brendis, like, stares wide-eyed at her, and she just nods. Uh, what? You're... Yes. Gods. Something like that. I, I don't... I don't know what to say. I... Elevara looks at Rello and Vi, and back to you. Go, now. There's more than just the city at stake. Just come back. I will. All right, so we turn and walk away to the sound of Ain't No Mountain High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go get this book. You guys, do you have, like, horses or anything in the stable? That seems reasonable. I hadn't really thought about it. Aren't we establishing it? Like, isn't isn't horses like not a thing? Yeah, you're right. It would be lions, I suppose, in the city. Hell yeah. Do do your family have riding lions? They better. (laughs) Yes, yes, Uh, yes. There's pebbles, so named for yeah, I guess his so named for his more grayish coat than the rest. Pebbles. Did I say pebbles? Yeah. yeah. Uh, rock. No, I like pebbles. Oh, it's rock. pebbles now. It's canon. <laughs> I Sorry. I okay. I like pebbles is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so there's there's pebbles, so named for their grayish cloak. Give me give me other give me other cat give me other cat names. Cloudy. Cloudy. And, All right. And and peepers. Peepers. <laughs> I like the idea. of <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's as a child naming the cats. That's Aww, that's huh, becoming cute. apparent. Yeah. So like last month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, pe- there's Pebbles, so named for his grayish coat. Yeah, so Cloudy is white, like an al- why not an albino lion. And the youngest of the three of them peepers, which <laughs> which Brendis had named when he was a child. That's Brendis's cat. Just going to use peepers. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I th- actually thought it was interesting that it was named when he was a kid and so it's got a dumb name. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes, yeah, so you guys head out into the desert. Why don't you go ahead and give me a perilous journey rule? Figure out who's doing what. Whoa, weird. All right. We never use it, so... Uh, I'm in charge of the crepes, so I'm on a quartermaster. That seems right. That's actually totally <laughs> fair. So, yeah, I'm scouting. I'm, I'm, I'm blazing that path. Get my foods. Not good. It's plus whiz? Yeah. It's good news and bad news. Good news, I get an experience. Bad news, I rolled a four. Great job. I got a nine. 
Okay. Uh, I got a 13. We have so many fucking crepes. Jeez, uh, yeah, you were cooking a lot. <laughs> you did one. cook a yeah. lot of crepes. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Viatrix, I think you're easily able to keep them fed for this the short trip. <laughs> That's so many crepes. <laughs> you, it, one day In trip. fact, you've got like <laughs> crepes starting to go bad. <laughs> I think before you guys, we we get to like fail states and stuff. Well, actually, part of one of them. It cuts away as you guys are like riding off into the desert. Sun high in the sky or starting to rise into its zenith. You see four figures mounted on lions. One of them carrying a glaive. One of them wearing one gauntlet that just has a ruby set in the back of it. Another with a a bow and quiver. And uh, another who just has uh, belts with small packages on them. All four face Commander Bater. The three of them ran out into the desert this morning. Find them. They're up to something. I don't care about the other two, but bring Gorin back alive. Go, quickly. You'll never catch up with them if you keep dawdling. And you see these four lion riders race out the gates. Arello, Turkakul pointed you kind of in the right direction to travel out into the desert. It's into the, the foothills of the mountains. But the closer you get to the mountains, you realize that you're riding right into storm clouds. You can see how hard it's raining because it's kicking up dust. Lightning lights that area of the sky. And you're not sure that you can like avoid going into the storm. What do you guys do? I like slow down, and I think we all come abreast. Well, you all see that, don't you? We don't have time to wait for it to clear. I don't think there's any cover nearby either. Viatrix? A little rain never hurt anybody. A little lightning has hurt a lot of people. Keep your heads covered, and let's just try and get through it as fast as we can. And we three ride our lions into <laughs> a desert storm. Who's sort of taking the lead through here? Is it still Arello? This kind of shit is what Arello lives for. Yeah, so you ride into the rain, and you're riding through it for a little while, and a massive shadow passes overhead, even in the gloom. You don't feel the raindrops for a few seconds. There's a flash of lightning in front of you that blinds you for a minute. And when your vision clears, you see a huge, almost eagle coming down towards you. I ready my axe and scream over my shoulder at Brendis. That's the one that the old man talked about, isn't it? Squinting and like looking up. Maybe it's coming here either way. So we're like pounding forward at breakneck speed. Yeah, I think your words kind of get lost on the wind as I just say that back because I'm I'm leading the charge. I say that back to you as if like nothing could have stopped me from assuming this is what I'm supposed to kill. It's just dive bombing at me. Yeah, you know how like eagles hunt when they they like they're it's like claws first. Yeah. Oh, please fail whatever roll you're about to do just so you get taken away into the storm. <laughs> One way or another, baby. We're pounding down forward, and I'm going to try and get up like a, a savvy boy onto my feet. And just as we're within striking distance, I'm going to jump off Cloudy and try and axe this thing in, you know, like the sternum area. 
Cool. Give me a Defy Danger plus Dex to get up, like, on top of the lion's back. There's no way this could go for it. Seven. You're able to, like, get up on the lion's back, but you've surged far enough ahead that they're not going to be close enough to help immediately if things go direly wrong. Yep, that seems uh, on brand. <laughs> cool. So now go ahead and roll hack and slash to jump off and try to gut this thing while it's flying overhead. How about this? Can I try and cut its head off? Try, because I want to try for fame and glory, and I think if I can tell a story of... Jumping into the skies and cutting the head off a bird, that's pretty dope. You can certainly try. Yeah. Oh my god, no! Yes. The second worst thing you can roll. I am currently sitting at a five. It grabs you out of the air with its beak, and it, it starts to circle higher up into the air with you. Uh, go ahead and take best of 2d10. Good lord. It's a three and a seven. Yes, the seven. It doesn't have piercing or anything. Cause for the most part, it's just a bird, but it, it just like summons storms with it. Ow! Fuck! Brindis and Viatrix, you see Arello get snatched up by a giant eagle. What do you do? As we're attempting to cover our eyes from the spitting sand and rain, we slow down. By the gods, I think he may have gotten himself actually killed this time. I'm unloading the bow from behind my back. Oh shit, you know what? Nah, I got one use of the sleeping strike from the from the eye of Drac. That's what I'm gonna do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I'm doing it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking crush my eye of Drac. And I'm gonna leap. Into the air. Do you say anything before you do that? Or uh, I like the idea of you just being singularly minded. I just was curious. I don't. I, I don't have a good one liner for this one. I think I'm too focused on um trying to save Arello. Originally, you told me just to do the the brute move or whatever, but I don't know if that makes sense here because that's about like landing in a spot. I'll say that for this, it'll just let you jump high enough. Yeah, to, to do like a hack and a, slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that makes sense. That works for me. Vi, get back on Pebbles. You can't help him from down here. We'll just have to hope he can get free. Vi? Crush. Vi, what are you doing? Woo! <laughs> Don't leave me! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a 12. <laughs> we did it. Fuck yeah. Are you going to put yourself in a spot? Uh, I'm definitely in a spot, right? <laughs> yeah, I think putting yourself in a spot is its written there. It's written into that. Yeah. So, yes, do it. Yeah. yeah. No, do I like it. Maximum damage. Okay, that damage isn't great, so I'm going to use my ability to re-roll my d10. Boo. All right. Uh, <laughs> seven damage. Take what I can get. Okay. Yeah, so I think the spot that you're in, you're, you definitely hit the bird, but as you're, the point of your sword like sinks in, your momentum keeps carrying you. So the sword impales it, and then like you rip it it gets wrenched so now you're like falling off the other side of the thunderbird and you're hanging there with your sword impaled in it so you're like hanging from your sword off the other side uh, okay i think this is do you big o oh yeah no we've got plenty of options i'm in its mouth right yeah it it ostensibly has a tongue yes i would like to take that tongue in my hands and rip it off 
and out. Yes. Defy danger plus strength. Nine. You are able to start wrenching this tongue out. You yank and its mouth like. <laughs> and so now you're kind of, oh, it's like open air around you. Oh. Like I'm going to fall out of its mouth, more or less. Potentially. Yeah. The immediate danger for you is that it carries an electrical charge with it. Mm. And so in order to keep hanging on to the tongue, you're going to have to defy danger plus constitution. Or you can let go and attempt to get a better grip. So I can endure like a lightning strike. Yeah. So you either like need to try to endure it and just shrug it off or mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty low key charge here, right? Yeah. Arello would do that. He's stubborn. I think he would just like keep trying to make headway to get to this thing to rip its fucking tongue out. So I think he would try and endure whatever static energy he felt rising up through his limbs. Cool. Go ahead and defy danger plus constitution. That is going to be a seven. So you can either rip this thing's tongue out, but you'll be falling as it like releases. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or... You can not get electrocuted and stay and like not be stay in the mouth, right? Like find a new handhold. Falling seems bad. So I think we're going to try and find a new handhold. And I think I actually. How big is this mouth? Is this mouth like big enough to like. Well, a can me? stand it. I can it. stand up in it. Yeah. Fantastic. I think we're going to try and men in black this thing, man. Oh, you're going deeper? Yeah. Rad. (laughs) (laughs) I've realized that the tongue is small game, that yes, it will bleed out, but it might take a while. The real weakness is inside it. Honey, (laughs) I shrunk myself. Uh, (laughs) Well, we also have, do birds have those little ganglias in the back of their throats like humans have? If nothing else, this has... That's where that's where the lightning comes from. Yeah, the, uh, the lightning danglies. I'm going to pull out my knife because there's not quite enough probably room to work with my axe. Like any kind of bloodthirsty artist, I'm just going to start skewering along these thunder ganglia or whatever you want to call them. Just hacking and slashing in such in such short order. Getting deeper and moving towards the back of the throat. Where, like a pirate who, in a cartoon, like I would like to jump to the back of its throat and tear down the mast Slide of its... down? Yeah. Go ahead and just roll a hack and slash. Okay. Is pure destruction work for... Uh, for... Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not even as interested in the damage that you do here as to, like, magnitude, I suppose. Yeah, of said. Yeah. Yeah. For... Five, six. Whoa. I was going to say, I have that move on the move. When I defy danger while through movement, I can take a plus one. We rolled that up in a hack and slash. That kind of negates that. Mm, yep, this one's going to hurt. Because <laughs> I already said that I didn't care about the damage that you rolled so much. I'd give it to you as a defy danger plus strength. Oh, okay then. Yeah. And yeah, this is definitely caused by movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm into that. In that case, we're at a, a seven. seven. Still not great. <laughs> so, Arella, you go sliding down the back of this thing's throat, dragging your knife. <laughs> yes. Indeed. And you can just see, like, sparks as where its blood is starting to pour through is, and the smell of burning ozone. Cool. Birds have gizzards, right? Yeah. 
you know, most birds, it's just to keep like trash out when it eats. But I think the a gizzard in the in the Thunderbird is like a basically like a giant tornado to grind its food further as it eats it. So it's full of like stones, and so you're now sort of caught in this. You stop yourself, but you're kind of dangling down where that's below you. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrifying this close to it. And inside of Arello's mind, he's just like, this is going to be a really cool story. <laughs> Viatrix or... Brandy hasn't done shit, so what are you doing this whole I, time? I have not. <laughs> I, I think, Brindis, you, you're seeing like the this massive bird start to convulse in the air a little bit. It, it dips down a little lower where yeah, I can actually yeah. see it. So I was pulling my bow out before Vi jumped into the air, and I'm going to train it on this bird. I don't know what else, what this will do, but it's all the help I can offer. And I'll just begin loosing arrow after arrow at it. Yeah, go ahead and volley. It's a 12. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. Five damage. Okay. I think you're you're firing off shots. And one of them, you just happen to get a lucky shot into one of its eyes. Ah! Viatrix hanging from the outside, you feel a sudden change in direction as it starts to pitch downwards. Ah. What do you do? I'm going to try to get a stable handhold on it. So I'm going to try to pull myself up gently and grab a fistful of feathers. Defy danger plus strength. Cool. Oh, wow, 11. Damn. Yeah, you're able to get up on top of this bird and kind of into a more stable position. Yeah. Now I'm going to smash it with my sword. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hack and slash. I think I'm just bringing it down. Like, if I'm right past, like, the wing or something, I'm just, like, cutting into its back. Yeah. Yep. That's a 10. Uh, a seven damage. Yeah, if the bird wasn't already dead, it certainly is now. And the, like, where before it was sort of convulsing its way to the ground, now it's just actively crashing. Yeah, I'm gonna hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Defy danger plus constitution. Oh, no. My worst stat. Holy shit, that's a seven. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we will come back to that in just one second. Uh, Arello, you are all of a sudden... You know when those planes, they take you up to test the zero gravity that goes really high and then it comes back down? You start to do the thing where you're like... Where you were hanging down that you start to like go the opposite direction as the bird is slewing its way towards the earth. That's awesome. I'm like floating That's a awesome. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, that's, uh, Arello is, what the fuck? <laughs> I think Arello would do what any person who doesn't trust not gravity would do, which is, like, get back to where they were. I think I'm probably, like, kind of comically, like, flailing my arms trying to get back to, like, a handhold if I was, like, kind of, like, jettisoned off of it. Do I feel the motion of us, like, falling, like, right, falling forward? So kind of Yeah, can, yeah. I can guess what's happening. Yes. I'm going to try. I got to try and dig in, I guess, and just like 
take out my blade and just dig it into the flesh to try and like make a make a handhold. Like I I kind of ripped my way down its back. So maybe I'm like at the slit where I ripped. I'm gonna just try and like needle the the blade into into its back fat to try and like have a thing to hold on to. Yeah, go ahead and give me another defy danger plus strength. Cool. That will be a thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So you are pretty safe where you're at, Brendis. You watch as this majestic creature in the midst of this raging thunderstorm, crashes to earth. Viatrix, you're hurled off the top. Go ahead and roll a d10 of damage. Ow. Armor applies. Still hurts. Yeah. Uh, six damage. Okay. What do you What do, you do Brendis? Yeah, where did Vi land? Paint me a word picture as I approach this eagle and see Vi on the ground near it. Yeah, so I think she sort of tore through a patch of scrub, kind of cut her up a little bit. And yeah, you can just like kind of trace the furrow where she slid. Vi? 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 I know Arello's crazy, but what the hell were you doing? I'm okay. Are you all right? I'm okay. Vi's going to try to drag herself up to her feet. Well, I, I, do you know where, do you know where Arello landed? I, I think it swallowed him. I don't know. I didn't see him oh, on the bird. Gods. Oh. Uh, or I'm gonna like make my way over to the to the the big bird and just shout, look for him. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, you you shout and then you just see a big a big gush of feathers and blood pop out of its mid back, and you just like, ah, you stupid bird. And you just see Arello like get a shoulder as if climbing like over the top of a a, a cliffside, <laughs> right? Like he's like trying to get outside this bird, and he's covered in blood and feathers. And he's like, ah. File, reach a hand down and try to help you out. Like, of of course he's fine. <laughs> I I grab your arm, and I suppose you're the one that killed it. <laughs> Oh, I'm so jealous. And he's like getting the gore off of himself and cleaning and, you know, spitting on his blade and wiping it across his chest. I tried to be clever and it didn't pay off for me. (laughs) Inside there was like a storm brewing and I I had to deal with that and being in the air. I, uh, I wanted to kill it though. I got, you see this? And he like points at the, giant slit down its back. I did this. I thought maybe this would help. But yeah, it was it you? Was it you or was it arrows over there? I'm I'm sure you helped, Arello. Don't worry. I want to give him a big hug. I'm glad you're okay. Oh god. It, yes. I, <laughs> uh, I hope this still counts as me killing it. <laughs> we we won't tell anyone. Don't worry. You have my silence. Wonderful. Did anyone see where Cloudy ran to? Really worried about that cat. It always runs off. I I think you see, like, further along the sort of crash course that the Thunderbird took, a white speck who's clearly, like, lapping up blood. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! It shares my thirst for blood! Do you not see it, Cloudy? Her and I, we are kindred lions in the desert. (laughs) Ha! Looks like the storm is clearing up. I think now it's sort of turned into kind of a gentle rain. Washing the gore off of us. Yeah. 
Maybe now we can make it to that castle by nightfall, though. That may be a bit optimistic still. Is everyone fit to travel? I'm all right. You see Arello, like, dig in where the the beak had slashed into his, let's say, upper shoulder and arm and kind of just, like, make sure to use some of the rainwater to wash it out. How much uh, damage did you take? I took, like, seven. Uh, I got I got poultices and herbs. I'll patch you up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. There's no elvish magician out here to help you. Here. Thank you. Yes, the bird got a better bite out of me than I would have cared to give. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the poultices and herbs and not so gingerly jam them into the wound. Hold still. Let Vi fix you up. You don't have to be so gung-ho about everything. Are you kidding me? We killed this giant bird. <laughs> I am always gung-ho about that. Just sit still. Do you harvest some of its feathers for Turkakul's pillow? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go over with my blade and just shear off a bunch of feathers and throw them into my pack. Not specifically that interested, but I suppose the old man wanted feathers, didn't he? So he get his book, and he gets his pillow, and then he can fall asleep. Fuck off. A few more hours pass, and the sun is almost disappeared behind the hills. You've begun to ride into the foothills, and before you is a, a hill, and out of the side of it, almost at a jaunty angle, is a tower. You can just barely make out like a crevice in the side of it. It seems to disappear into the hill. The tower seems to disappear into the hill. Yeah. It almost looks like the hill grew up around the tower. This is a real tower. This is not the ghost tower. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This okay. is a this is a real physical tower. Okay. The castle's still like up. That was that was where I was confused. Gotcha. Growing closer. But oh, okay, so this is not the castle. This is no, 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 no. This is like a this is a tower. Yeah, this right. is what Turkakul kind of uh, in a flashback, I suppose. You you remember him telling you that this is where the book is. That this is the the entrance to the to find the library. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, okay. All right, there it is, where the old coot told us to go. <laughs> yes. Are you guys going in right now? Yeah, I think we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Does anybody have adventuring gear? I do. Once you get deep enough inside, it gets dark very quickly. So we're able to go into the tower, and then it's dark. So yeah, I'll I'll make a torch. Yeah. So you you come in, and once somebody has a torch lit, you can kind of you can see that there's a, a staircase that continues going like up, more like out into the tower, and then one that goes down deeper into where the hillside would be. Does anyone remember where he said the library would be? No, you're the one who's supposed to pay attention to the flesh eater. <sighs> I'm not even sure he said or even knows. Well, things like books are normally kept higher up, right? Libraries tend to be in spires. Anybody? Sure. I'm not sure either. Uh, well, up, up then. Seems like the easiest thing to rule out. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, it's sort of a, a chore to climb the tower because of the angle that it sits at. Mm. So you sort of have to lean against one wall as you, you like move up the spiral. Eventually you reach what looks to be more of an office space. 
it's like somebody's personal study. So there's some books, but it's the way Turkakul talked about the library. You don't get the feeling that this is it. I think we begin just ransacking the place anyway. Yeah. Each of you can take books. The parchment that isn't like bound and preserved is pretty much just falls apart. There's not a lot up here. Cool. I don't think this is it, unfortunately. No. Books on chromatic classifications of spells. History of Elvish lore. Morello, are you actually going to take that? I don't know. It looks kind of fun. It's got a shiny cover. So you give me this, like, incredulous stare when I say the outside is pretty. You're not the only one who thinks you know that. I I didn't mean to suggest that I was. It was That book was read to me often when I was growing up. Maybe you should take it then. No, 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 no. You like it, take it. They're all around the central theme of transformation. It's neat. It's fun. You read this book when you were growing up? Yes, the el- I didn't. The elves would read it to me, but yes. Maybe you should take it to read it to someone else. And he gives you this knowing nod and Aww. stuffs the book in your pack. Aww. So the name of the book was Tales of Change. I am assuming you guys are going to go down the stairs now? Right where you wanted to go. See, so, so yeah, you guys go down the stairs. And uh, uh, Brendis, do you have the torch? No, Vi has the torch. Vi has the torch. Mm-hmm. Um, Vi, as you guys, you guys like move past the entrance way where you came in and you start going down the stairs deeper into the hill. How does Vi know that she has passed through um, a magical barrier? There's no dust down here. Cool. So the tower, especially being in a desert and being very old, was very, very dusty. And now like everything's pristine somehow. Yeah. And it's still like old and broken and covered and whatever, but it's not. Like, there's not just that natural layer of dust. Mm-hmm. You guys come down. The stairs, like, end, and you're looking out on a massive row after row of books. Standing at the epicenter of the rows is a man in black robes and an owl mask. The library is sort of sprawled out before you, and you can see where the... There's several places where the these stairs go down into the stacks. Uh, we're just gonna gloss over the fucking dude in the owl mask. <laughs> What's this wow. dude's deal? Yeah, yeah. Is he like? Are they moving in any way? Or are they? Are they just standing there? I mean, he's standing there. Vi, how much noise do you think you guys made as you came down the stairs? Enough. Lots. I don't think we're sneaking. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, Turkey Cole may have, may have warned us that it was dangerous. I don't remember at all, but we're not sneaking at all. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's looking up at you from below. Brindis, I think you'd know that in Elvish folklore, there's pretty significant weight given to masks that they would often be chosen to reflect inner truths. You were considered to be more honest to wear a mask. Hmm. And yeah, he's just like waiting for you. It's a library, so he's not gonna yell. Yeah, what do you guys do? I guess I'm I'm probably in the lead because I have the torch. I guess. Yeah, I'd see this dude for sure, and I'd, I'd like stop, turn back quickly to them. And, There's someone up ahead. See how far away are they? I guess like this room's pretty decent, but my torch can't go that far. I feel like. Yeah. So 
an important detail that I left out is that spaced every so often, there's a bowl or like a a sconce with glowing crystals in it. Oh, and so it's not it's not like bright by any means, but it's things are visible. What? Where? 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 Does the figure react at all to that? He he starts walking towards one of the the stairways that goes down. Gods, they're coming toward us. Ah, uh, Brandis gonna take a deep breath and just walk around the corner and wait. Yeah. So never hurrying. This figure's pace just calmly moves up the stairway, and it's a, almost a gliding pace. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Brendis like lifts his hand to, you know, in the in the like pushing air down sort of motion. Mm. So I'm gonna be at least on the uh, on guard. Like it seems like Brendis wants to wait here or whatever, but I'm tense. Okay, good to know. The figure stops. I just realized this library probably has a name, and I didn't think of one. Uh, Zach. What's what was the name of this library? <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm interested in this because I I I like the translation of it being this is that the it would it would be like the elvish words for first thought because it's one of the oldest uh it's like the it's considered the original library what have you one of the original libraries so it 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 probably has some you know interesting interesting name, but like when you translate it to common or whatever, it basically just means first thought. Awesome, thank you. Yep. Welcome to the library of first thought. While you are here, I expect you should have no need for those weapons that you bear. This is a place of knowledge, and for those who seek it. What has brought you here? What was the... Did Turner Cole give me a name of a book? No, it's just Latvetti Etrofash's uh, spell book. Okay. You see the Biomancer? Mm-hmm. You'll have to understand, uh, librarian, our hesitation to relinquish our weapons. But we seek a spell book of a Biomancer. Latvetti Etrofash. Is that reside within the library of the first first thought you said? It did. It does. But it is forbidden now. What it unleashed upon our people. Why do you seek it? Our city has been challenged by a great magical tyrant. We seek aid from the wisdom of the Biomancer. A magician of my people has assured me that there lies within that something which may help us. Only the foolhardy would search for wisdom in that tome. Knowledge, though. Yes. My knowledge of the library is... Not what it once was. I feel as though I have not been here in a long time. I will give you what guidance I can in finding the tome. 
But you must promise me that you will not use all of the knowledge contained therein. I swear on my life and the life of my unborn child that we will not unleash something so terrible as what has ravaged Elvish history up to now. Go ahead and roll uh, a parley for me. That's a seven. Oh, okay. Do you have the... They need concrete proof? Yeah. We've never done parley. I don't think we have. Let's do parley. When you have leverage on a GM character and manipulate them, roll plus charisma. Leverage is something they need or want. On a hit, they ask you for something and do it if you make them pro- if you make them a promise first. On a seven through nine, they need concrete assurance of your promise right now. I feel like the problem with this is we kind of jumped over this a little bit. Yeah, I I got an idea. Huh. We take off our, all of our weapons because it's it's more just gesturing towards the fact that we're willing to cooperate with his needs. That's a good point. So we're let, we we're willing to de-weaponize ourselves to go into this thing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you guys disarm yourself, and he gestures. He like kind of does a sort of shallow bow at the waist. Very well. Follow me. And he turns and starts to make his way back down the steps. Does the Elvish Liberation have a name? Elvish Liberation Front? Yeah, yeah. The ELF, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly... Um, <laughs> I was going through my mind like, wait, the Elvish Liberation Front is just Elf. Yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, what? Oh, I didn't even mean uh, to do that. That's yeah, I know. It's like, We're huh. through the looking glass here, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to drink lately, so I'm sorry if I'm irritable. <laughs> Why is that? Because Brendis. Turns out that you can't just ask a wizard not to get pregnant. He's a liar. <laughs> Took a cool. <laughs> that potion he gave you didn't work. What potion? The day after potion. I thought I thought it was just supposed I'm not supposed to drink it, you <laughs> Oh, it said on the instructions, cruel fate. I just pulled it on my dick. <laughs> I, need, I need you to go out into the woods and get me some plant B. <laughs> now, are you are you sure you know what you're doing? Yes, Dryad, I know what I'm doing, you talking bush. <laughs> now give me the stuff. I don't need to be lectured by a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we just want to make sure that you've weighed all of your options before you take a a a Man, this game is preachy. <laughs> this is an amazingly weird world that we've just created. <laughs>